Well, everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Howard, Howard Stern, Stern News, news and, and our comments about the news. news. Yes. Welcome back to Welcome a... back. Welcome back. But um the best part about this episode is that nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that's no. the best of it. Well, okay, now you know you you're prognosticating. You know, you well, are, I am the prognosticator you are of prognostication. Yes, you are soothsaying. You can, you do not see the future, my friend. Well, I saw the future. I, I told you the two weeks that like, I'm going to just... disprove you. There will be something that will be the best. I okay. guarantee right. you. Good. It Let's will go. happen. Let's go today. Yeah, well, now I, I I just really can't stand the fact that all of the Howard Stern content on 101 that's been ginned up out of uh, Boondoggles, Boondoggle land, land of Boondoggle, uh, is uh, led by just the biggest asshole <laughs> that I've ever heard on the radio. That you know, just yeah. Okay, I'm going to create that best moment for you right now. Are you ready? Yeah. I don't think you're ready for this. I am ready. In the last day or two, I actually had my doubts. I may have slightly dipped my toe into the delusional rabbit hole that you have created and that you've <laughs> spoken about many times. Because if you remember, one of our last conversations about content for when Howard was going to be en vacances, when he, was going, to take, yeah. when he was going to take his leave, sure, we specifically spoke about Sal and Richard. And we even referenced the whole get john's job contest yeah we did. i even spoke about it yes he specifically, did specifically and how that there was so much content there that hasn't been heard yeah and could be rebroadcast right that was a yeah. classic thing and yeah. i'm not trying to segue into that conversation because i'm going to tell you why that was just the beginning of me dipping my toe into this vortex rabbit yeah. hole of delusion um, <laughs> which i inhabit well you've you've put it forth okay? yes but i i inhabit it as well so i was listening to that last night as i scroll and look at where all our downloads are yes i i do inhabit that world go ahead and then i listened today as i often do when i get up and take a shower i put on howard i was listening as well and, and i one I switched it on to 101. We were listening at the same time. Uh, probably not because you about were basketball. Because we is this about basketball? Yes, it See, was. We were listening at the same time, and I and was thinking, who was playing basketball yes, right. against Howard? Yeah. Niels, which Niels yeah. Lofgren, which yes. I referenced, and as it was well. an awesome. It was great. It and totally brought it back. It was yes, 
Well, if you remember, if I can say that's a fucking deep cut, dude. No, because I I remember referencing it to you and you kind of didn't really remember it. And then I kind of jogged your memory because I talked about how they showed it on the Channel 9 show, which was referenced in the whole discussion that was replayed this morning about Nick Howard wasn't even sure if he wanted to show it on TV and all this stuff because he was so embarrassed. Absolutely. No. So, um, yeah, that was a little bit of a mind blowing moment where I was like, agreed. We're, we're on the other side now. (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing that, that really makes me think that there, I mean, that I, I live that delusion is that People uh, who have been on the outskirts and, uh, for instance, I watched uh, how Beetlejuice got onto the show. He got onto the show because uh, his handler, the guy Bobby, who passed away, was out throwing not not Beetlejuice, but the other guy that he had hired, you know, and and he was and Baba Bowie saw him and and brought him and like Howard's like, bring him up. And I think that I, I mean, I don't know if Howard, how much he's into, but I think. There are people within the universe of the show who want to stay close to that nerve of people who are making overtures to comment and to bring about ideas about the the show. Like they're not averse to it. You know, they're not. I don't know. That's where I. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, Bobby had a. Oh, excuse me. I can't use that word. An actor tossing business. We can say actor tossing. You can say dwarf. You get dwarf tossing. That's not a good word to use either. Uh, Okay. I thought that was. I thought dwarf. No, the word is actor. Okay. Eric, the actor. actor. Okay. Actor tossing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Come on. That's that's clever. All right. So. So. The uh, actor tossing, which I thought was a clever description. I mean, look, here's the thing. I do believe we have 18,000 listeners, but unlike the actor tossing. Okay, whatever. Yes, 18,000 listens, downloads, whatever. We don't actually have 18,000 listens. There's no way to measure that. Um, But uh, what I'm saying is it's hard for me to think that there is amongst that, those 500 plus people who listen regularly, that some of those people are people who work on the show and are, or somehow affiliated in making uh, programming decisions based upon that. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, some of them may be checked out to a certain degree because they're they're worn down about through this pandemic. They're just really not into it. And listening to us uh, and our enthusiasm for the show, which I think we have and we're we are positive members of the community. Now, we're not, you know, lemmings. We don't just go along with everything and just buy the corporate creed. But I would say for the most part. We are positive listeners. We look forward to the listen. We want we're subscribers. You know all these things. I don't that... think you can count me amongst that. I well, I currently part. have I currently have access to Series XM. And by the way, which is ter- incredibly interesting for me, 
is that over a week and a half ago, I got an email that was like, you need to, um, you know, settle up your account and blah, 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 blah. And here it is like a week and a half later. And I still, I'm, I'm able to access. I, I did this morning. Well, so what does that mean? They have not charged my card. They have not. Now, does that mean that they think I'm going to be coming back at some point and then they're going to like charge me twice or something or I don't know who knows what um, uh, I if Howard is back on Monday, I will make sure that I'm exactly well, Monday's Memorial Day. Uh, yeah, he's not going to be back next week, is he? No. OK, I would say, yeah. He's I not going to that... be back next week, so that means I am at some point they should be cutting off my subscription. I should yeah. no longer have access, and at that point, I will be waiting for the word from you saying sure. he's back on live, and mm -hmm. then I will probably re up my subscription. Probably. Uh, well, uh, maybe there's other ways for me to be able to listen to the show. Wow. At least for the short time, because as as I've mentioned on the show before, I am going to be traveling outside of the country for some time. True. And I will not uh, because of the serious XM things, unless I get a VPN, which I could get and I could conceivably do. Right. Um, I can't listen to the show when I'm there uh -huh. unless there's another method of me listening to the show, which mm. is um, I have not looked into that. Mm -hmm. But in the past, when like I told you, there was a time there were more than a few times that I was traveling. I can say I was in India and Asia yeah. for like months and yeah. Howard was on, but he was on K-Rock. There was no Sirius XM. I was able to listen to the show. Nice. Um, but that's, I mean, I think if anybody thinks about it for half a second, they kind of know what I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, I could just say it. Okay. There was a website called red skunk, redskunk.org That was a Howard Stern BitTorrent tracker. And I still have some content from that. And this is a great segue, actually, back to the topic we should be discussing, which is the Get John's Job thing. Is right. I still have, I just sent the com uh, Commodore the, uh, the recordings I have from Red Skunk from back in the day from the Get John's Job. There were people who were users who would compile things like Get John's Job. They do like best of Eric, the actor, or, you know, best of Beetlejuice. They'd have different things and they'd Fine. compile them and I would download some of them. They were um, recordings, rips of the E show and rips of the channel nine show, really poor quality somewhere in some sort of archive somewhere. I have like a four hour weird poor quality quote unquote long cut of um private parts wow which has weird edits and like just like every scene is just like you know has like outtakes and there's all sorts of stuff in that interesting um, but um yeah it, uh there's all sorts of things that i got from that but yeah we'll see what happens i might have to figure it out but back to the get John's job thing, which is 
as far as I and referencing that again, um, uh, which I referenced, I believe last week and has somehow magically been uh, replayed on Howard 101 for us. Uh, do you, how much do you remember the get John's job thing? To tell you the truth, I remember just who the contestants were. I remember it occurring. Uh, oh, you remember who the contestants were. Can you name them? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, go I mean, ahead. Let's see. Well, I mean, I, I at least the finalists, I can remember. Oh, no, well, I, no. Name all the contestants. All the no, people. I can't remember that. Because each person remember. got a week. So who Oh, yeah. Got, well, it was who? Yucko was the first week. Yucko. Yucko is one for sure. Sal. Sal, obviously. And Richard. Richard, that's three. Yeah. Those are the three that I remember and that were part of the as Stern. T- I mean, yeah, I'm I'm I, I don't have that deep cut memory. Yeah. Okay. Rev Bob Levy was one okay. of them. That makes sense. Uh Crazy Cabby was one of them. Remember uh do you remember Cabby? Crazy Cabby? Yes. You remember all these guys when no, I No, I remember, but I remember his week though, I think. I, uh, just, yeah, I'm, yeah. He had his girlfriend sing that song. Casey's gay. Yes. I don't even know. Like she's such a terrible singer. Um, I, I think crazy cabby was the guy who brought on um, that one comedian. He's the one who introduced that comedian that does the David Lee Roth and the Ozzy and all that stuff. Crazy Cabby's the one who brought him on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh Okay, so those are five. Who else are we forgetting? There was that guy, um, Chauncey Hayden. Do you remember Chauncey Hayden? That name sounds very familiar, but to give me give you any details, I cannot. Um, he was he worked for some magazine and he was like a hype guy, but he and he always call into the show. Chauncey was one of them. Dan the song parody man was one of them. You remember right. Dan the song parody man? Um, okay, that's seven. Um I think I don't know if he counts as one of the 10, but I think the one guy that they brought in, they actually brought in John the Stutterer. Mm. And then Howard cut his week short because he was afraid that he was going to like have a seizure or something, his uh, doctor and all this stuff. And then a couple of years later, John was no longer on the show. Was Kenneth Keith? Uh, he was, he was not, not one of the no, contestants. No. Um, so you said all those people, who am I forgetting? Yeah, I think there were 10. I said mm. Rev Bob Levy, right? Yeah. Uh, crazy cabbie, crazy cabbie, Sal, Richard, Yucko. Hmm. I don't know. There, there must've been a couple more that I can't remember. Maybe there weren't 10 of them. Okay, mm. here's a trivia question. How much did the contestants get paid for their week of work? 0.0. No? Nope. They got $500. Huh. And that's, that's yeah. That's... This is going back to you being like, oh, you know, throw him a grand. And I'm like, dude, Riley wouldn't even get his $200. He'd be complaining. Uh, yeah. They got $500 for being there for a week. Um you know where they were staying. What was well, going on? I don't know. And and, and Howard would joke about. I think and Artie will buy you lunch. Yeah, because remember, well, Artie would take everybody out to lunch. I know that that uh, they probably got their house. I mean, they probably got put up in a hotel. Except it's what you no, because 
Yeah, I Richard, don't Richard had to stay with the guy. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Maybe not. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, wow, it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, uh, I was living in a digging ditches and uh, listening on my Walkman. Well, yeah, exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you know, um. I love how bitter Sal got. That was fantastic. Oh, you know who else was on there as I, I've forgotten is Shuli was a contestant. Oh, I didn't know that. Shuli was a contestant. I do remember that. That's right. Um, huh. Uh, yeah. Who else? So uh, Joey Boots was another contestant, too. Uh. Joey Boots tried to do it. So I think that's I think that's everyone. Shuli, Joey Boots. I don't think there's anybody else that I'm forgetting. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I have to say that that run of Get John's Job was freaking great, and there was a lot there because the lead up to it, the whole interactions with John and how he leaves. Yeah. And, how what he says and what he's dealing with um and like somebody coming in and like you just bought a house in california what are you talking about you couldn't even tell us you already have a house you bought oh i bought i I bought that house uh because you know i could sell that house right now and get good investment you know he that he it, it, it was and and Freddie Susanna oh, Freddie reacting just like no you're freaking Benedict Arnold you freaking traitor fuck you like yeah you're and uh and him trying to like equate it to like Robert Robert you know come on Robert uh, you know like and and trying to say all these things and Robin talking about how she was offered like huge pay raises for taking like some other thing. And she straight up said to Howard, Hey, they're offering me money uh, this much. And he was like, Hey, you, you Robin, you should take it. And he's, she's like, no, they're just offering me because they're trying to steal your mm. a piece of you. Yeah. They're trying to steal a piece of you. Very wise words. And, um, and, and, you know, very wisely, she was like, they're trying to steal a piece of you. And then when that piece of, of you loses its sheen there, uh, then I'm off to the curb. Mm. You know? Uh, Interesting. And uh, that's exactly what happened to wow. the great announcer. <laughs> and then and then the whole, like, on the Tonight Show, it's the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Tonight's guests are Pamela Randison. <laughs> And the Tonight Show band. <laughs> I mean, just the notion that he could have Stuttering John as the, the announcer. I know. Well, that's just, well, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Howard, you know, it's like uh, Steve Allen did that kind <laughs> of stuff. It's going back to... Well, cool ranch Doritos. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Yeah, but but that get John's job, man. That was classic. Because then one by one they'd come on, 
And I mean, like Sal, that's like him. And he doesn't know the boundaries. You know, that's oh. that era of like, oh, I thought I could just spend the night at your place, Howard, kind oh. of stuff. You know, it's like he doesn't know any of the band, like the stuff he's doing to like Tom Chiasano. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, like he's doing stuff that's not even on the air. Like, like putting signs on like Tom Chiasano's door that just say like no work in progress. <laughs> Dead air Dave. Yeah. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, he's just doing these, like his, these antics that yeah. were not, that aren't designed for um, radio or professionalism just... at all at any level, <laughs> which I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's good to have the monkey house, you know, I mean, that's, that's the fuel of the, you know, of Howard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, I just, like one of those things like the get John's job thing, there's yeah. just so, so rich in content, and so rich in content, so much happening. And yeah, I mean, you could, you could use that pro and, and, and just to be clear, as the Stern show turns, his passion been, project, which is, which is what that was stupid. The, wait, wait, that's wait, what Rasan talks about in the beginning. He's like, it's back. It was a passion project. I uh, I came up. He doesn't even say we. It's just a, a passion project I came up with a few years back. Well, they tried it out a few years back, and now it's back. But um, well, no, but he it, he says it's his passion project. Well, whatever it is, it's the point stupid, I want to make. Stupid. The point I want to make is it's about, it's about if, him. If Howard's on, and if Howard's not on vacation, we get at least nine hours of programming a week, right? Nine yeah. hours. Which is fast. As the Stern Show turns, from what I saw, forty-five. Each minutes. episode is about forty-five minutes long. Well, it's probably an hour with ads if you actually listen to it live. Well, whatever it is. Right. I know. I mean, come on, guys. No, I was. And was you're so like, let, like, let like you so this and then Sal they split versus the Richard Jesus thing. twins up into two parts two. and they don't do that. Anyway. Exactly. Like, why not just like what 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 is that? Come on. Come on, guys. Don't be so lazy. Yeah. And you're cutting out some of the best parts. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, if if I was them, what I would do is I would do the get John's job thing and I would just re-edit it in such a way that it's like, OK, we're going to we're going to do because they they this is another cool thing about the get John's job is there. There was a list of tasks they had to do. Right? Yeah. And which one was an of, interview, a song and, parody. Right. Blah, blah, and, blah. We, and when they were talking to Richard and Sal about it or when Rasan was talking to Richard and Sal about it. There was like very little mention of it, but like I think Sal or Richard had to bring up, well, we had to do this or, you know, we had like he should have said. I mean, he should he's not prepared. He's not. I mean, you know, if if it's as the Stern World show, it should come in and there should be a whole thing, you know, explaining these finalists were here. They were expected to do this and then do a montage of some of the people who didn't get to the finals. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, like, drop the whole as the Stern show turns. Just do a get John's job special well, where yeah, it's like the breakdown. Yeah. Like, like, do like, okay, here were the tasks. Did Let's you hear do the a Tom rundown? Hold Did on. you hear the Tom? Bur okay. 
let's do a rundown of okay task number one find a new whack packer right. here are the 10 entries sure. and then have 20 minutes of Bowie and Rasan or whoever <laughs> chatting about the 10 yeah, different absolutely. entries and be like oh yeah I mean what's his name whoever brought in freaking uh um I don't even know. Oh, Uncle someone Paulie. brought in Marfan Mike and Uncle Paulie was a classic, like, you know, whoever. And then like song parodies. Oh, my God. You know, Richard's song parodies were amazing. And Sal doing Montage, that, you know, yeah. like like go through each of those yes. and then have a discussion. That could be one. That's that's 10 shows, guys. I know that's almost like 10 shows. I hear you. Uh, it, it, like. It, it would that, be it's a no-brainer it's easy that kind of stuff but see the thing is i think that howard's so checked out about the whole thing and he's just kind of looking at uh you know fulfilling this contract or whatever that it's really creating a lag in the enthusiasm or you know they just kind of they're just waiting it out man well kind of, okay you know, well now that might be the case and howard's checked out he doesn't care but these these cats are clearly supposed to be sitting there in the tapes team, well, yeah, calling sh- stuff and doing stuff. But, like put it together, put it well, together, what, put it together, and know, get but these what, people. What what about having Richard and three other people working on that? That and and you know it was mentioned about how Tom Chiasano didn't like the audio book of um, Doctor Phil that <laughs> Richard put together, but like. That that audiobook of uh Prince Harry, ridiculous. And that took three or four months or what have you of 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 work. Well, that's all gonna disappear because of AI, because all those sure. people that's all gonna be. I mean, once they understand and use the technology, it's available right now. Of course. But, uh, they, those guys just need it's gonna be done and people are gonna be able to do it themselves. So yeah. it's not really gonna matter. No. Um but you mentioned Tom Bergeron in that thing. That was something I heard Rasan say, because, you know, that Tom Bergeron thing is like eight years old. I mean, wow. the actual tapes are much older than that. Obviously. Yeah, no, that was for when he was but, 16 and 17 years but, old. But yeah. I think that there, there was Bergeron was interviewed on the show. And a few weeks later, like he mentioned having these Larry Fine tapes. Right. And then a few weeks later he gave them to Howard Stern and they put it on the Larry Fine tapes. They were like, it was a special, but what yeah. Rasan was saying when I, I heard him talking about this Sunday brunch thing, he's like, yeah. Oh, we've got all sorts of content in the library from all these years and serious and extra things like the history of Howard Stern. Again, this was a moment where I was like, ding, 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 ding. Are they freaking listening to what I was saying? Because I mentioned how the original history of Howard Stern and he mentioned the original history of Howard Stern. He actually referenced that, that there were two different history of Howard Stern things. And I mean, he referenced all that and he's like, yeah, these are the things that are going to show up on Sundays for you guys. Now the Sunday brunch. Right. I don't know. This could be good. Well, I just, the, the best thing about it is that we're getting that, or at least it's starting to turn around a little bit, you know, as far as like, maybe, like I said, I just think that they, they're kind of, since the pandemic, I think a lot of them and, and with Howard not around, so a lot of people are on autopilot. A lot of people are, are just flying under radio doing, 
the least possible thing that they could. And, and part of the reason for our podcast was like, you know, this is ridiculous that the, the show is pared down to such nothing. Cause when we started in October, September, we're going to do it for this, uh, for when Howard came back from vacation and, and we were subjected to the jets training camp with horse tooth jackass and, you know, and, uh, you know, these types of things. Henceforth known as the Baba Boondoggle. Yes, the Baba Boondoggle. Like, you know, we're like, you know, we, we need to start talking about this is this is this is ridiculous. They're running the shit into the ground. Well, OK, but so I agree with all you said, except for one thing. You were like, it's like they're turning it around. They're not. We talked about this. What they're doing is they're gearing up for Howard to go on vacation. Okay. This is not this is not this is this isn't a turnaround and it's not even a vacation thing. A little programming on Sunday and and less than three hours of programming during the week. Fuck you, man. I know I'm not I'm not signing up for that shit. No fucking way. I hear you, you know, and I'm a dedicated listener. You most certainly are. I'm. I'm suspect. I will. I will accept. No, that. You're as dead. You're. You. You're as much of a listener as I am. I mean, I well, kind now, of remember I, some things from back in the day. Yeah. yeah, there's some things I remember from back in the day, and um, yeah. And, yeah, and 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 when I think about it, actually, it just as an aside, I think a lot of times I didn't actually listen to the show, but I would watch E kind of religiously yes and there That's... was a there was a point where there would be two hours of howard stern on a night it wouldn't yes. all be premieres but there would be reruns and stuff so i exactly catch things over and over Absolutely. so so from that Starting, era yeah. once the e era happened there was tons of stuff that i yeah. saw all the time yeah and and my, my whole trajectory and what my experience with howard stern has always been it's probably about a half hour to 45 minutes every morning on my drive Sometimes longer, like I'd be sitting in my car listening, you know, just like, oh, my God, you know, in a couple of moments I've had that this year, which is just that's the best. You know, I mean, you're you're I'm I'm going to do something which isn't always necessarily top of my list of what I'd rather be doing. But like in the process of that, I get this amazing, you know, family or fraternity or, or you know, group of people who I care about, I'm invested in what they have to say, the ball busting, everything. And, you know, that's just, that's, that's great. And yeah, I just, um, I, I just, I just think that not having that is uh, it, it makes a difference in, in this uh, listener's life. You know, the Commodore's life quality of life is uh, lower. I, yeah. It, and also in blue Jays, my friend. Yeah. Um, but you know, look, we both agree Howard deserves his time off when, yes. when he, and, and he should take it and he gives us so much content, but I, I mean, there should two or be three some weeks and then back, you know, like, uh, well, I mean, okay. I don't, I mean, I don't mind. Let him have his long break, but, mm. but make a concerted effort to do something meaningful. Like in the sure. early days of Sirius XM, with Howard Stern, um, when he was off the air, there was all sorts of things. <clears throat> and when I say he was off the air, I mean, when his show, like after he signed off in the, in the afternoon or morning sure. or whatever, I, like yeah. there would be other things on the channels. 
Now yeah. there is currently nothing. Yeah. There is Howard, and that's it. Saturday yeah. soundtracks. You've got your Rasan and Bowie thing. And Bowie's barely on that thing anyways. I mean, I don't understand why those other people aren't trying to create content. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. And, uh, you know, when when Johnny Carson made uh, Jay Leno his permanent uh, Monday or what do you have Mondays or whatever for, you know, he, he had like and then he stopped for, and he brought, you know, there's as people get older, they lose less, you know, that I mean, I understand. But the fact of the matter is there would be there would be nothing wrong with, you know, I mean, what why is Howard not willing to have, you know, other talent on the show having other sorts of their own shows there that are under his umbrella? I don't understand that. I don't either. I don't. And and we've had this discussion so many times, man. And and he's actually and talking to people a lot. Recently, I mean, he used to be, you know, I mean, he would have his funerals. I mean, he wanted to decimate everything, but he has become more amenable to how, you know, con uh, or having others, for instance, with the late night wars with Jimmy's, with the Jimmy's and Steven and uh, James, uh, whatever that guy's name is, you know, the Cordell, they all are friends, right? Or they all and they all push, you know. Howard could be doing the same type of thing as far as why not bring, um, I don't know if it's uh, litigious, but he loves Bubba, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not oh, a big fan. Well, Bubba, I mean, Bubba's, I wonder about Bubba and, and Howard's relationship. because well, he, he said that he would have liked to see him and he talks to him and, He's had yeah, but Birch, uh, whatever her name is. He's Bubba's having, having a hard time, dude. I know he's he's driving DoorDash and you know yeah. I mean he's talking he's about going Tampa. to Ronnie's wedding and now he's shipping his clothes so he doesn't have to pay for baggage on the airplane and I mean what's going on? Bubba is Merch Crick. That's her name. Yeah. Whoever the heck that is, I don't know. Well, when there was a hurricane, he had the whole thing with him, and uh, you know, he he had some content from Bubba. When there was the hurricane on the, that was in the fall. Okay, but, well, I'm just saying, Bubba's pretty down and out, man. Fucking okay, JD. well then you JD could get him for a song or whatever. I'm just, I'm saying that I don't think Bubba Bubba loves Howard if Howard puts him on. But otherwise, I don't think there's much love from Bubba. And then and that's my point is that Howard's not going to pay him or whoever is involved. There's no money to go to Bubba. There's no money to go to anybody. All right. That, that, think about it. Mm. Who's, uh, who's getting paid as on air talent? I don't know what the, I'm not even talking about that, but I'm just saying. If you know, okay, AM radio is dying or dead or, you know, it's going to leave the cars and you are fundamentally the person who made the medium uh, kind of go through and, and I mean, make it through the television age and even into the Internet age. I mean, 
What I'm saying is that if he has any thoughts of legacy, I know he talks about, I mean, he does have thoughts of legacy. I think that's why he's, he had to, I mean, he adjusted for good reason for a lot of different, you know, because of the climate that was being uh, created by angry white men. Um, yeah. Uh, I just think he, he owes it to the medium that he he loved that he wanted to be as a boy to give that opportunity to somebody else to, you know, nobody's ever going to surpass him. So why should he even care? he should at least foster the growth of it? Maybe even with Matt friend or something. I don't know. You know, he even mentioned when Matt friend was on, maybe I should let you do the show for was well, some days or whatever. So I don't have to come in. Hey, why not? What, what, what a goof April 1st. Have it on. I mean, just, but I mean, like I would rather not have that. I'm not a big fan, but I'm just saying, give other people an opportunity to to learn from you, like pass it off to somebody. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's that's the furthest thing from what's going to happen. I I mean, he's not even willing to give like set up somebody with like an hour show or something like that. It's yeah, we we, it's it's so far from happening. It's uh, anyways, this is a moot point. We've, uh, we've discussed this so many times and it, nothing. Well, I continue to discuss it. I mean, there's certain things that you could continue to discuss because it it's a it's a bug in your crawl. I mean, it's a bug in my crawl in the sense that, look, there's certain things that Howard can't do or he can't explore because of his age anymore and he can't really speak to. OK, and it's just it's a fact of. of yeah, but of there's a, a certain thing that you can do, Commodore. Man, what's that? You right. can give up your subscription. Ah, look at you. Mm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Send the message. Dude, I, I mean, I, I will do that on uh, uh, July 4th. <laughs> I July need that, I 4th? Need... Yeah, because that's why July that we... 4th. Because that's the end. That's when he's that's when he's gonna call it quits until September, until Labor Day. So I'm telling you, like right now, turn no. off your, your go into your serious account and no. erase your credit card from your no. serious account. No, no, I can't. I, won't. I bet if you do that, there's no way you're still going to you're going to miss anything. Are you kidding me? Well, you could re up by the time that happens, dude. When I'm driving in my car, and I know you haven't had serious in your car, you don't like it, but that's all I listen to. And it's beyond, I also, being someone who follows sports, I also have that, that option. So, I mean, there's more than Howard. I mean, not much more, but there is. I don't listen to music. I listen to it for talk. Well, you can quit the Howard. You pay more for Howard. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. There's a basic thing you can get, and it doesn't include Howard. Well, I don't want that. I want Howard. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I, you know, and I'm not willing to, I guess, walk with my feet in that regard uh, yet. So you're there. That's fine. That's good. But I'm not, I'm not there. I want to support. I love. I love turning on Howard 101 and and catching a song parody, catching a phony phone call, catching 
even talk, having just listening to Richard talk about how even if he was just for that one day and or that one week and, and he would have had to go back to Florida. And it was interesting how Sal said, and it's true, if Sal would have won, that would we, we, we would not know Richard Christie to the extent that we know him. I, I honestly believe that. Maybe, maybe not. I think, I mean, Richard was always sending stuff in to begin I, well, with. Well, he still would have sent stuff in. You're right. And and remember, Sal somehow got hired on too. Yeah. You're okay. Right. So but do you he remember? Was down in Florida. Do you remember though. what the prize was? It was a three months. Three months. Yeah. Do you know how much they got paid for those three months? No, I don't. Twenty five thousand dollars. That's pretty good. For that time. Yeah, it is. Li- living in New York City, moving to New York yeah. City for a three month job. With twenty five thousand dollars. Wow! I moved I to mean, New York City to, and I had a, a job making forty thousand dollars for the whole year, and that was. And you slept on my couch for most right. of that time. So, well, and but I, I mean, got... this guy worked. I mean, in Manhattan, right? And then for those three months, yeah, he was he sleeping on somebody's couch. Yes. For those three months, I think he was. Okay, so there and you he, go. I mean, you know, he anyways. Talks about... I don't okay. think it's not that glamorous. No, no. I mean, dude, first of all, like uh, I've been listening or I've been uh, there's a last couple of months. uh, Joe Rogan in Austin opened up the comedy mothership, which is this comedy Mecca that's supposed to rival the comedy store has these two big rooms. Just to clarify, do you do you listen to Joe Rogan? Not not the whole part, but if certain guests are on there or snippets, I will. Listen at points, yeah. How how do you listen to it? Through YouTube. There's a JRE channel, so and then how do you know who the guests are? And also, I'm a subscriber to Spotify. So, so I don't. So Spotify tells you, hey, I can look Joe at who's Rogan. been on the show, and oh, sometimes so you actually go and look to see who's well, been I'm on not the show. not religiously, not I mean, probably like if maybe you know next week. Or, you know, when, I mean, I don't know, uh, if something comes up, I usually follow the YouTube channel that shows clips, video clips of him talking with somebody. And if it turns out to be somebody that I like, like Chappelle or Louis C.K. or or some other comedy person or, you know, Elon Musk, you know, or, or you know, some, some scientist or some conspiracy theorist that I want to hear about, that just makes me laugh. I'm going to, I'm, I might, I might. Put it on when I go to sleep, but it's not, it's not like automatically downloaded. I don't listen to it. So, but my point is, I didn't know that he was opening the comedy mothership. I just saw in my YouTube feed came up that Bill Burr said that it was the greatest comedy club experience. The comedy mothership is the greatest comedy experience of his that he's ever seen. So, I started to watch the tour of it and him talking about it. And uh, my, my point being is Joe Rogan is, has made this huge. He's like paying outrageous amounts for people to work there. People who work there at the, at the club itself also go on stage. They can be doing a shift as a waiter or whatever, and then go up on the stage or go downstairs. They have a bar there, Mitzi's. But my point is he's trying to make Austin 
the uh, home for comics where people, instead of going to LA or New York and sleeping on the floor and, and I've watched some comedians talk about this, but my point is, I really think that uh, Howard, he has some, I mean, I I don't understand why he doesn't have uh, that sort of idea about making, you know, serious in his radio station or, or you know his his radio stations or his ability the, the the proving grounds or an ability for other people to to just grow out you know the i mean how ridiculous is it that we say howard stern news and comment upon the news which is with g gordon liddy biggest piece of shit i mean i'm not gonna you know whatever i mean not but some of the things he did and we were list just as he was on like there's certain things that were peculiar and funny that are just funny for funny sake, not funny because they endure. I never bought a stacked and packed calendar or, you know, followed him or cared about anything about him. But we at least there was a listening and there were all these other people that were in the business that kind of rode on Infinity's coattails. Why does it just why does he have to, like, be so siloed? Why does he have to silo this and just kind of almost put a chokehold on any other type of um, enjoyment for us who enjoy the listening because podcasting and a live radio program and having a radio show are totally different. They're not the same thing, right? I mean, am, am I wrong for saying that? They're not the They're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. No, but, but Howard is also pushing 70. Okay. And he, which is, he got on serious. What? 16 years ago, 17 years ago. 20. Was it 20? Okay, I thought it was... They said... Robin said the other day that they've been there for 20 years. Okay, 20 years ago, right? So he's been on there for 20, 20 years. He's he's done it. He's given everything he can. He, the one thing he wanted that Sirius never was able to provide him was the massive windfall of his stock options being worth something. And basically, he's like, I've done all this. I've done all that. These stock options aren't going anywhere. These mm. stock, my all this stock that I took, I'm not getting shit from it. So he's he's not going to push it any further. He's been doing it for 20 years. He doesn't care. He okay. feels like he got ripped off. Well, okay, that's a good question. So you think if you would have stayed on uh, somehow maneuvered it and gone to a different terrestrial radio station that he actually, it would have been more lucrative for him. I don't think he could have gone to another terrestrial radio station. <laughs> I mean, you mean after being on Sirius, like switching? No, the, no. You mean from K rock? Yeah. I don't think where, where do you go from K rock? Who knows? I mean, maybe, I, I mean, he had, uh, I mean, he could have, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I don't he know. Was radio syndicated. That he would. I, I, that that's like saying, like, you well, know, for instance, on, why can't why can't he Seinfeld like get together? And, well, why can't he get together with? I mean, Rush Limbaugh stayed on terrestrial radio all that time. I mean, I'm just yeah, saying, Rush Limbaugh, yeah. that a different story. Okay, Rush never had the numbers that Howard did. He did have big numbers, but they were also on specific stations, and just like Howard. But Howard had this issue, but Rush always had this issue too. Is you had to pay attention to who advertised on the Rush Limbaugh show. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, people who advertised for Howard 
it was it was a bit of a wider net ultimately. Sure. No, I'm saying he was more I'm just saying Rush never went to to over is what I'm saying. I wonder you know, as far as uh, success wise, as far as you said, he got ripped off. I mean, as far as money wise, well, that's what he feels. He took this. He okay. took. He bought into. I'll have this stock. It'll be worth all this money. They probably he probably thought, oh yeah, the stock, the share price would would be twenty, fifty dollars, something, hundred dollars, and it's worth what? I don't even know right now. Maybe it's worth three bucks, five bucks. I don't right. know. So yeah, of course, when it's one twentieth of the money that he was hoping for if not even less than that, then yeah, he feels ripped off. He's like, he feels that he put in so much service to them that he, he didn't did. get his, he didn't get what he deserved. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm, I, yeah, I guess, I mean, for me, as far as um, I, I'm not, I'm not within that realm. I've never wanted, I mean, for me, it would just be more about the art itself. I guess than than necessarily the the compensation. I mean, well, I'm sure. It, well, he is still doing his show. He well, still is his show to a certain. He degree. does. He's not trying to build this community. There is there. It's been on there for 20 years. It didn't. And the other thing about Howard too is that Howard doesn't like to um, put spin on his failures. He doesn't want to recognize his failures. There are things he's embarrassed of. I think right now, if you ask him, he's kind of embarrassed of what Howard 101 was at one point. He doesn't think the Miserable Men show was something worthwhile or Super Fan Roundtable or Riley Martin or any of that stuff was really something he's proud of. And then they went and did the second phase two of it, where it was like Pharrell, Bubba and all those guys. And basically the... um the management at SiriusXM was like, yeah, this is a failure because this isn't adding any listeners and we can get the same thing and cut by cutting these budgets. We're It's not going to affect our um, listenership or our subscribership. So let's mm. get rid of them. And they asked him. And so that's a failure in his book too. And Howard doesn't like to um, look at his failures. He's embarrassed. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I That's just I, well, I, but I'm just saying. Also, you could say that was Howie as far as throwing baloney at at uh, naked ladies and things like yeah, that. Yeah, That's how. So I'm but, just, but I'm just saying when when you're trying to develop your legacy and who you are as a person within our society and what you contributed to it. Yes, he has done miles above what. Most people have done for the idea of content and for creating a situation of of uh, amusement and satisfaction among his listeners unrivaled in the history of radio. But at the end here, it would just be invigorating and nice because when I say at the end here, what at most? Is there another five year contract? At most? No. No, I'm just saying at most. Sure. You don't even think. Sure. I don't know. I really I think at most there's another five year contract, if you ask me. Okay. But it's it, we're almost how far away are we at from the end of this contract? That was 2020, was it or 2019. Uh, so yeah, 2024. So I mean the spring of 2024. So we're looking, yeah, we're looking six, seven months, eight, 
Yeah. So, I, I mean, like, is he going to say I'm retiring at 70? Is he going to say that? Is he thinking about how he can put his content online or something in a different way? Hey, mm-hmm. How he can build the Howard Stern archives, how he can build the Howard Stern membership thing. How, you know, is that what's happening with all of this stuff that's in store? That's, that's not being leaked out onto Howard, um, 100 and 101 right now. But I thought that he gave ownership to serious of that stuff. Nope. 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 It's all he sued CBS and he got ownership himself. Yeah. Infinity. Right. And, um, and he got ownership for himself. Okay. Okay. And so that stuff he can put out, but, I mean, I don't know how the it works in terms of the content that he's recorded on Sirius. I mm. would assume. I don't know. I mean, Howard Howard's a special case, right? That's he true. could be treated differently than everybody else. So we don't really know. All right. Moving forward. So this week, since Howard took the week off, you took the week off and you gave Chad GPT the responsibility for Bobo's question. That's right? right, I did. Right, right. I did, right, right. By the way, I found out that Alan Alda actually lives in Howard's building, which is kind of odd. Mm. Are they the same person? It could be. <laughs> Who knows? Wow, interesting. I think Pat Metheny lives in that building, too. I saw him oh, walk okay. in once. Nice. Uh, okay. I did. Bobo GPT. Let's. I did ask the chat GPT. And um, I didn't give ChatGPT GPT too much of a prompt, okay. but I am I am going to interpret it. Okay. And uh, off the cuff, I am uh, I'm not going to edit what was written. Okay. Okay. Hi, Howard Stern. I'm a huge fan of your show. I'd love to hear. It your thoughts on Tina Turner's incredible career. What do you think made her such a timeless and iconic figure in the music industry? Are there any memorable moments or interviews with Tina that stand out to you? Thanks. So the your oh, thoughts uh, was it your thoughts was at the beginning. Yeah. See? But but Chat GPT put your thoughts in. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I, I use Bard since I fe- figured you were taking the week off. And I, I I did not put Bobo's name in there. I said, what yes no question would a longtime listener of Howard Stern ask him without thinking too hard about the question? Yes. No. <laughs> Wow, your prompt is great. See, my prompt <laughs> was just please. Okay, here, wait. I want to just read my prompt. Please write a question for Bobo to ask Howard Stern regarding Tina Turner. That's it. Okay, there you go. See, you were clever with yours. Okay, well, I don't know if I'm. Well, uh, the the uh, they they gave me five of them. Um, uh, the best is uh, the best is is. When after they gave the five questions, and I'll I'll tell you one. I mean, they're all really just done. Like, 
do you think you've changed over the years? <laughs> do you miss being on terrestrial radio? Do you think you'll ever re retire from radio? And do you think you'll ever run for president? But uh -huh. it says there are just a few examples, of course. There are many other questions that a longtime listener of Howard Stern might ask him. The point is that these are questions that come from a place of familiarity and understanding. Longtime listeners of Howard Stern know his sense of humor, his personality, and his views on the world. They can ask him questions that they know he'll be able to answer in a thoughtful and entertaining way. Wow. Okay. Wow. Gave you that old treatise. There. Yes. And I, I got a lot of those treatises when I was talking to ChatGPT for the past couple of days about our upcoming show. So do you think or uh, I will. OK, so let me let me let me ask you uh, which one of these you would like to hear. OK, you can only pick one or let me just go through them. OK, so these are the questions that are pertaining to our show uh, that I thought, OK, right here. How can I terminate a personal driver and security guard that becomes too involved in petty arguments and acts of per perceived kindness that he loses focus on his reason for being employed by you? Wait, wait, wait. this is the prompt. This is a prompt that refers to a, a cast member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, yeah. okay. All right. So that's, oh, that's, oh, one. that's one of them. I guess one. Okay. which one. Yeah. How should I ask a friend if his wife left him? There's okay. All right. How do you respond to losing a promotion to a colleague? That was to the, the you know, the rich and Richard and uh, Sal thing. Uh, wait, wait, who got, oh, 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 because Richard got the job and Howard didn't. Yeah. How would Howard Stern interview Oprah Winfrey? Wow. Uh, how long will Howard Stern stay on the radio before retiring? If you could ask Howard Stern 10 questions, what would they be? Now I'm asking ChatGPT that. Uh, what should you do if a fan of your work shows up at the hospital on the day of your child's birth? <laughs> if you are invited to a wedding by an employee that thinks he is your friend, how should you decline the invitation without hurting his feelings? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, how should I prepare myself for returning to the workplace after three years of remote working due to the pandemic? Wow. How should you respond to critics who refer to you as someone that looks like a bird with a wig? <laughs> so all of those... <laughs> Those are the questions that I asked ChatGPT, which or or any of them or, or none of them. What would which would you like to hear? I'd like to hear any of them that are Ronnie related, starting with the first. OK, well, the first one was about firing him. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So uh, there are there there are uh, uh, 10 steps. So I'm just going to go through uh, first of all is review the employment contractor agreement. Document incidents and gather evidence. Schedule a private meeting. Com clearly communicate expectations. Provide constructive feedback. Discuss the consequences. Offer support and guidance. Follow legal. See, address the transition. Anyway, maintain professionalism. So boring. Um, 
the one that I I mean, the one that I thought was was pretty good was um uh about uh okay, not that one. I'm sorry, I'm, uh not that one. All right, the one about uh the wedding. As you know, as far as the wedding. Uh here we go. Let me go to that one. Uh okay, I'm sorry. Uh Okay. Declining a wedding invitation from an employee while trying to avoid hurting their feelings requires a tactful and considerate approach. Here's a suggestion on how you handle that situation. Number one, express gratitude. Example, thank you so much for inviting me to your wedding, Ronnie. I genuinely appreciate the gesture and the kind thought, Ronnie. Number two, be honest but gentle. Unfortunately, Ronnie, I won't be able to attend your wedding, Ronnie. I have some prior commitments and obligations on that day. I cannot change. Might have seen that. Number three, show regret and empathy. I feel truly sorry that I won't be able to celebrate this special occasion with you, Ronnie. Please know that it's not a reflection of our friendship or how much I value it. I understand how important this day is. And I genuinely wish you a beautiful and memorable wedding. Offer alternative gestures of support or celebration. Although I can't attend the wedding, Ronnie, I would love to take you and your spouse out for a celebratory lunch or dinner to honor your marriage. Let's find a time that works for both of us. Maintain professionalism. Once again, Ronnie, thank you for including me in your special day. I wish you all the happiness in the world. And I'm here, Ronnie, to support you in any way I can. So thank you, ChatGPT, for how you would have dealt with Ronald Mund on rejecting. So, yeah. You mean Bard? No, this is ChatGPT. Uh, Bard was only for the question. Because you, you used, I didn't want to use ChatGPT for the question. All right. Thank you, ChatGPT. Well, I mean, I think it's... Yeah, that's interesting. It is. So, that's it. That's it. So, no Howard next week. Nope. Will we be back? I know I will. I will. Oh, you will. Will Blue Jay be back? Yes, he will. That's the cliffhanger. Yeah, we'll see. We will. And you will. Yes, we will. Yes. Yep. Thanks so much for listening. You can go to our link tree to find all of our social media links, as well as donating to support us and clicking through to contact us via email. Our link tree is linktr dot ee slash hs news and comment. We'll see you next week. <laughs>